0: what's up fam welcome back to the brown girl white coat podcast you guys get me today Aliyah, and i am really excited to be getting right back into interviews last episode i did a solo episode where i talked about my experience matching into pediatrics and today i'm going to hop right back into interviewing some amazing guests today we are going to be talking with Luisa burgos she is a fourth year medical student that just matched into pmnr soon to be dr Luisa burgos md and i'm really excited for you guys to get to meet her she just matched into the field of PMNR. She's going to be teaching us about what that field entails and how to be competitive to match into it if you're interested. PMNR stands for Physical Medicine and Rehab, so I'm going to have her teach you all about that today. So don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify at Brown Girl White Coat Podcast. And if you guys are interested in a simple, short, and sweet episode with some really good content about the field of physical medicine and rehab, then just keep listening. All right, everyone, we're back. We have our special guest today. Her name is Luisa Burgos. She is a fourth-year medical student, just matched into PM&R, a boss woman. I'm a huge fan of her. But enough of that. I'll have her introduce herself to you guys.
1: Thank you for that amazing introduction. Um, that was really awesome. So, like you said, my name is Louisa Burgos. I'm born and raised in Chicago, Illinois. I went to the University of Illinois in Urbana-Champaign for uh, college and uh, got a bachelor's in molecular and cellular biology. I went to medical school at the Medical College of Wisconsin, completing four years there, so close to graduation, and I matched at UT San Antonio for PM&R, which stands for Physical Medicine and Rehab. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, I'm really
0: excited. I have uh, Louisa on here today because pm is a really up and rising field. It's been around for a long time, but it's also one of those fields that not everyone knows about. And I really want to spread the information about that. And especially if you're in medicine and you're interested in this field, then you know it's a competitive field. So Louisa is going to be telling us all about her experience. Um, so before we jump into all of that, I'd like to start off with the segments that we do here on this podcast. So the first one is your highs and lows in your life right now. So what are your highs and what are the low points in your life
1: um the highs right now i get married in a couple days here in 24 days um so yeah that's really exciting um just finishing up a couple things for the wedding and just getting really amped up for that um marrying the man of my dreams of course who's not in medicine which i really enjoy yes Um, not taking (laughs) medicine home with me or or having someone who understands entirely what i say or is uh what I'm going through. Um, low's right now uh, because I'm moving to San Antonio, Texas. Um, I previously owned a home in Milwaukee where I studied for medical school. And mm-hmm. so trying to sell a home and then buy a home mm-hmm. in Texas has been very challenging and stressful. Oh, I bet. So that's definitely a low point. Yeah. Yeah, I was
0: actually curious because as you guys know, I do follow her. I've been following Louisa for a while now. And I know that you were like redecorating your home and everything. And now you're like selling it to move. But, um, you know, it's funny because I can understand where it's really stressful. But it's also kind of like another high in disguise because it's like so exciting to be moving and starting this new chapter. But I totally understand where you're coming from. Uh, The next segment is what is one product that you tell us we have to all run out and buy right now? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's probably Junk Elephant, their protein moisturizer. That is my go-to, especially like for weddings. Like I want to, in my wedding photos, I want to look really good and look young because I feel pretty old here. No. Um, But that's definitely a product, even, you know, the smallest sample size that you can get. It's the best moisturizer that I've ever tried on my face.
0: You know, my skin's been really dry lately and I've been trying, I swear, I'm on like my sixth moisturizer and nothing's working so it's actually funny you mentioned that because I really am in the market for one so I will check it out for sure all right awesome so that was fun so let's go ahead and hop into the juicy stuff while we got you on here so um, let's go ahead and start talking about whats
1: PMNR is PM&R as a, a career and as a field I didn't even know PM&R existed going into medical school. It's actually a field that not a lot of patients know of. When you think of something that's musculoskeletal based, the first thing you think of is orthopedic surgery. If you have Mm -hmm. some knee pain or something like that, you're like, okay, I need to see like an orthopod. Um, Physical Mm -hmm. medicine and rehab isn't something that is, for lack of better words, like not a lot of people know about it. So it's a non-surgical field and we treat anything from, you know, the brain, spinal cords, nerves, bones, um, musculoskeletal stuff, tendons. Um, we treat all of that and we treat orthopedic sports injuries, amputees, strokes, any patient that has a brain or spinal cord injury, any spasticity disorders like cerebral palsy, mm-hmm. MS. Chronic pain. So grandma, grandpa, they'd have, you know, shoulder, hip pain, stuff like that. We do injections for those, anything that's non-surgical, but that doesn't mean that we don't do procedures. So we can put, oh, okay. you know, cement procedures in your spine. We can do a lot of injections and a lot of stuff like that. And cancer rehab is another thing that's up and coming in PMNR.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Awesome. So actually one thing that makes me think of PMNR is it's very popular with DO students because we mm-hmm. get training in. I know you're not a DO student, but uh, you know, for me, I am a DO student and we get training in osteopathic manipulative medicine. And so it's almost like a lot of people that find interest in that want to put their hands to use. And there is also that aspect that you can explore possibly in PM&R. Obviously PM&R is way more broad, like you just explained, but um, I've been seeing it. I mean, I think a good 10 to to 12 people in my class matched PM&R this year so mm-hmm. definitely that's something to think about also if you're in osteopathic medical school and you like using your hands that's something you could explore in PM&R as well so that's awesome.
1: Yeah, for sure. I noticed that a lot during my interview trail um, mm-hmm. all this you know the students who are applying just like me I noticed maybe about half of them or more were DO students.
0: Wow wow yeah yeah, yeah. I did notice that so that's awesome that you mentioned that. Um, awesome so with that being said and how pretty cool PMR sounds, what made you specifically choose this field, especially seeing as it wasn't something you always
1: knew about? Um, so I have been someone who's very active my entire life. I am a competitive uh, power lifter. So I'm doing a competition May 1. Um, I was a competitive swimmer throughout high school, someone who's always been very active, very strong sports background so that I knew going into medical school, I wanted to do something with that to combine those two passions for, you know, sports and my patients. And I thought orthopedic medicine was the only thing that, you know, that that could get me close to that. But I found out rather quickly that I didn't really like what I was doing with my research project. And I didn't really like surgery at all. I didn't like all the OR time. Um, I am an older student I applied to medical school four times so it took me a really long time mm-hmm. to get into medical school and so uh, by that nature I was already older than a lot of people in my class I didn't want to go through a seven-year residency because I have to think about things like families and and starting my own family and whatnot mm-hmm. and uh I actually got diagnosed with Ehlers-Danlos, it's a collagen disorder. Um, so I had two knee surgeries consecutively in medical school and through going through physical therapy, that's how I fell upon PMNR. Absolutely mm-hmm. fell in love with it, fell in love with everyone that I met, faculty members, residents, um, what they were doing with their research, how broad I could go mm-hmm. um, with that field. Um, And I just ran with it. And that's why I chose physical medicine rehab. I knew I didn't want to do surgery. I knew that I still wanted to be super hands-on. Exactly. You also uh, deal with a lot of um, psychiatric patients and psychology was an interest of mine too. So it really was a field that meshed everything that I liked. I liked radiology. I liked psychology. Mm -hmm. I liked the brain and the spinal cord and the Mm -hmm. neurosystem, musculoskeletal stuff. And it, it encompasses all of that. So that's why... You know, it was a no brainer for me when I discovered
0: it. And I think I think that's exactly why it's so popular with students. For anyone that doesn't understand exactly what makes something competitive in medical school, it's usually two two things. One, how desirable the field is and two, how hard the field is. So like neurosurgery, right, it's probably not the most desirable, but it's something that they can only take the best of the best for. So pm and I think is falls under the category of being a very desirable field because it has so, it's such a broad field. You can really mesh it to what works for you. And it has, like you said, the hands-on component it has all the medicine. It has different types of medicine. And I think that's very desirable, especially for most of us med students who don't exactly have one particular passion. We're just so diverse in what we like. And so I think that is... Like that's what really makes this field competitive, and so with that being said, with how competitive it is and how desirable it is, what do you think is your advice with your experience that makes someone competitive for this field?
1: Let me just let me just explain a couple more things about PM&R. So it's a four-year program. Your first, so there are things called categorical programs, and Mm. there's things called like advanced programs. Your categorical programs are four years. Meshed into one. So, for example, UT San Antonio is a categorical program. I don't have to move multiple mm-hmm. times. I stay there the whole time for the four years. Whereas, if you do advanced PMNR, you have to line up a prelim program with that mm-hmm. or TY program. So, prelim stands for preliminary year, mm-hmm. TY stands for transitional year. They're both essentially the same thing. The big difference is transitional year is it's like four months of internal medicine, whereas preliminary year is about nine months of internal medicine. So generally speaking, that's a harder program. It's more intensive training. um, Whereas transitional year is less intensive training. It allows you to do more electives, but it's, it's, it's what you're looking for. And after that, generally fellowships are about a year or two depends sports medicine, it changed recently. it's two years now. So to go along with what you're saying why it's so competitive, um, the fe- you know the entire residency is four years and then the fellowship is about, one year, that does increase your salary. It does allow you to have more control of your hours too. So the lifestyle is great. And I always have this mantra, like I work to live, not live to work. And so if you're someone who, you know, values social time outside of work, being with your family, spending more time like that, pm also provides that for those people, which, you know, that's why people like to apply to Durham because they see cool things mm-hmm. and they also have great hours. And so mm-hmm. people are starting to realize that for PM&R as well. If you do that fellowship you do get you know that salary increase with it too um which it makes it all the more attractive
0: is that a sports um, medicine fellowship that you were talking so about? you
1: can do sports medicine you can do cancer rehab okay. um spine you can do brain injury okay. so, so like specializing further in pmnr exactly exactly okay Um, so how, so how to be competitive for it. So I've noticed even through my four years of residency, like the step scores have increased their average, Mm -hmm. um, step score that programs are accepting have increased by five to seven points.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, so,
1: you know, I didn't, I'm not the perfect, (laughs) I'm not the perfect star child of this because I did have a hiccup with my first Step exam. Um, So I didn't have a phenomenal score. I had very much on the lower end. And to be competitive, they always say, well, you have to have a good step score. That's, you know, that's take it for what it is. You know, I didn't have a great first step one score. And then my second step, uh, step two exam, um, you know, I, I substantially increased. I worked on, you know, a lot of my weaknesses and that was able to show. Um, You know, it's not that I'm a poor test taker or anything. I just, you know, struggled with my first exam. So how to be competitive, you know, get a good step score, average or above. Um, It should be the goal, but nobody's perfect. If you get lower than that, that should be Mm -hmm. fine. Definitely research is what step, uh, put me you know, ahead of the crowd a little bit. Not a lot of people that go into pm are super research heavy or do a lot of research projects. I took initiative because I knew that my first step, step score was weaker than most. I try to grab onto any research project that I have. So I have two publications coming out for pm research now. And then I did an ortho uh, research project my second year of med school. Um, so I did three total um, throughout med school. another thing to be competitive is to work with the residency directors um, mm-hmm. to see if you can get a lot of shadowing time or um, trying to get a um, elective in PMNR to show that you're interested, that you can do a physical exam that you understand musculoskeletal anatomy and really working with those people who can write you phenomenal letters. Mm-hmm. For PMNR residencies you need to have two PMR, letters of recommendation and then one like internal medicine recommendation and really working with physicians in specific fields of PMNR will give you a leg up because they'll know who you are. They'll be able to advocate on your behalf. They can say, "Hey, this person's a phenomenal person. She really does love PMNR for the right mm-hmm. reasons," and that really stands out. I can't tell you how many times during my residency interviews, PMNR is a small world, by the way. Like everyone who is a residency director knows every other residency director from all the oh, other wow. schools. So they know, like for example, the the residency director that I worked with. They know him by name and they're like wow he wrote you a phenomenal letter he's Mm. done amazing research i know him like this really means a lot and this makes Mm. you stand out so um yeah just showing your interest and also being involved in extracurricular activities that you know, show that you're doing other things outside of just studying all the time, giving lectures to other medical students, doing a lot of volunteering experiences, a lot of outreach programs, showing that you can multitask really matters too. And that was something that was advised to me as a student. They have a lot of like wheelchair basketball events Mm -hmm. at different schools. They have All sorts of adaptive sport activities like skiing, swimming for people who are disabled, missing limbs, Mm -hmm. so be it like cerebral palsy patients who don't have good musculoskeletal control, but they still are involved in all these events and volunteering for those events show that you Mm. are, you know, interested, really interested in this field because it's not something that you can find easily. Uh, Volunteering for marathons. What else? I think those are pretty much, that pretty much covers all of it. Showing initiative. Being very yeah. involved. Yeah. Showing initiative.
0: Okay. Awesome. Also with the step score, you made a good point because in my experience, I mean, I did pediatrics, obviously a way less competitive field, but you always hear the same thing as like your scores should be average or higher, but I can't tell you the amount of people I've seen that got lower scores and still made it. Would you say that if let's say your step one is not great and you do gr- much better on step two. But like you said, you have all this, you've shown initiative, you've made these connections. Do you think that that's enough or it's more kind of still based on luck?
1: I think it's enough. I think, you know, I really don't think I got to where I am today because of luck. I really do truly believe that if you are a hard worker and Mm -hmm. you you can show that, Hey, I'm human and I messed up on one exam, but I can rebound on the Mm -hmm. next exam that speaks miles because, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're perfect all around, they're going to look at your application and be like, well, she's got to have like some, you know, something wrong or like, you know, she, you can't be perfect. Being able to show that, you know, you are able to adapt is Mm -hmm. huge because in medicine, it's all about adapting. It's adapting to the Mm -hmm. workload. It's adapting to these obstacles and being able to show that you are resilient, that you are a hard worker is, is way more worth than, than luck alone.
0: I completely agree. And that's actually a really good point. Cause you know, if anyone's listened to my previous episodes, I did really bad on my first, my first exam, my level one, which is equivalent to step one. And mm-hmm. I did really good on my second one. And I really think that that gives you like a human, like connection to like these people that are reviewing your application because they're really like wow like this person really was able to improve and so if you're out there listening you want to do PM&R and you are feeling down and you think you know maybe you took your step one already and you're not doing great or you you're about to take step one and you feel like you're not going to do great you know take advice from Luisa and everything she's been you know mentioning and make yourself a well-rounded applicant obviously do your best that's just something to uh kind of boost up your spirits a little bit so
1: Like I'm being really raw right now. You know, I already matched into residency, so it doesn't matter. I got a 211 on my first step exam and I got a 244 on my last, my second step exam. And being able to show that you can make that improvement, you know, regardless of what the number was on my step two exam, it doesn't matter. Like it just, as long as I improved. that's all you needed. And I still got over 30 interviews. And not a single person asked me, oh, what happened with your first step? exam? I don't even think they cared. They didn't. As long as you pass all your classes, you pass Mm -hmm. your exams, you show that you can improve and adapt. Mm -hmm. They care about the person that's sitting right in front of them Mm -hmm. answering questions. And, you know, can you show your strengths? Can you admit Mm -hmm. to some weaknesses and how you can improve? That's really what matters.
0: Wow. Thank you for sharing that. I'm always like, so I, I totally respect people that want privacy and don't want to share their scores. But I think once you've matched, it's like, you know, I think it really helped. Yeah. <laughs> I think it, I've shared my scores multiple times with people because I'm just like, look, like, I promise you won't die. Because when you're in the moment and you get that score and you think it's bad and it's really not that bad, but you think it's so bad. And then you're like, I'm never going to make it. I'm going to, I'm not going to match anywhere. And it's like, uh no you can do it
1: 29 years old i applied to medical school four times i took my mcat three times the first time i took my mcat i got a 23 and then my last mcat (laughs) i I got a 500 so it's like i i share this information because maybe if your listeners are in the same boat you know if you guys are like wow that is that is me i'm telling you i am on the other side of it you can Mm -hmm. totally totally do it yes I still matched in my top program like it is it is totally doable you can you know whatever your dream is never give up scores yeah. don't mean anything
0: i completely agree i love a good feel good episode yeah. <laughs> um yeah no no but i mean i completely agree with you it's just that's why i like to bring people on and especially people that have gone through struggle i've said it before multiple multiple times i don't believe in a, a success story without any kind of struggle behind it or give me failure i'll give you success whatever like i i think that there's so much beauty in going through a struggle to get to the other side because now for example you are sharing your experience with other people and everyone behind you that's been struggling is gonna honestly having that feeling inside that look I see someone that succeeded is so inspirational to people and I've noticed that a lot so um thank you for being raw and sharing that with us for sharing your stories as well yeah of course um well that's awesome this is what you know i wanted people to get the the meat of this episode but before i let you go um i just wanted you you know to you know close this out if there's anything you wanted to share with us and if you could also share your social media so people can follow your residency journey
1: yeah, I appreciate you having me. It's been a blast, you know, talking with other students who, you know, have succeeded through this journey as well. Um, anyone who has my social media, please DM me if you have any questions. I'd be happy to talk further, give advice, share my story a little bit more with you as I am, a, you know, an untraditional student. Mm-hmm. Um, my social media, my Instagram handle is Lulu underscore lifts heavy. Mm-hmm. That's L-U-L-U underscore lifts heavy. Um, so hope to hear from you guys soon. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Of course. And I'm going to go ahead and put her handle in the uh, description. If you guys want to follow her, you really should. She has great content. She posts just really wholehearted stuff. She posts about her medical journey, about her, her mans and her dogs and her lifting journey. and And she's, she's a, she's a boss with, with the lifting. I every time she's posting lifting videos. I'm just sitting there like, man, I could never, <laughs> so she has a competition. <laughs> coming up. Yeah. She has a competition coming up. And so that'll be really fun. She's just a really good um, account to follow and a really good person. We've had some good personal conversations and I'm just really happy that you were here with us today. So thank you for chatting with me. Bye. Bye. Alright guys, that is going to conclude today's episode. We kept it nice, short, and sweet for you guys, filled with really good content, and now we're just going to release you back to your day. I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It means so much to us that you took the time out of your day to listen. If you guys are interested in the content we're offering on this podcast, please, please, please help us out. Leave comments for us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts at Brown Girl White Coat Podcast. And please feel free to hit up Louisa in her DMs on Instagram. Her Instagram is at Lulu underscore lifts heavy. She's already volunteered to help out anyone interested in PMNR. So please feel free to hit her up if you have any questions. And with that, I thank you for making this podcast a part of your day, wherever you are.